When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, hey, great to be back working with you. Well, what are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mustang Sally Wenham. To be more like Sally, go to patreon.com and grow the show today. If you're feeling low, the Jomala Show will give you things to talk about. If you're feeling down, then the bearded clown will give you things to talk about. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Muller and this is Time for Days. Joe, are you singing that because we've got a songwriter on today's show? Yeah, yes, yeah. Not really. I, I just like a bit of Amdram, and with that comes the songs. But you genuinely fancy yourself as <laughs> a singer-songwriter, don't you? All jokes aside, this isn't like an angle or anything like that. You genuinely, the first time I met you, came across like... A bellend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it was the second time. Third time I met you, when you came down, we did the first pulp record, and you brought the guitar with you. Yeah. And I went, oh... So what's that for then? <laughs> you went, I'm gonna I'm gonna write us some jingles for the show. And you, it was like you were actually more excited to write the jingles for the show as opposed to actually doing the the show. Can I give honest yeah. critique? Depends what you're gonna say. I, I think the songwriting's good, the guitar playing's good. Your voice isn't it's oh, not the best, it's is not it? up to it's not up to scratch, do you know what I mean? If you want me to do it, then we no, I see. <laughs> Let's. I want you to try and open yourself up here. Do you remember that documentary I did? Mm. And part of it, I had to actually do some singing. I, I will never forget your face. It's choir. And it still brings a little bit of sick in my mouth. I think about that scene a lot. But I had to genuinely let go and attempt to sing. No, like, I had to just go with how I could sing. I want you to pick a song, any song you want, your choice. Like just and just sing a line, but you have to legit try and sing it as best you can. No Mickey take. Open yourself up. Bear your soul. Okay, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm simply going to say to you, I am a lineman for the county. Continue. And I ride that maiden road. Oh, a bit shaky on that bit. Yeah, no, a little bit, bit shaky. Pinked, pinked, you follow on. You do the next line. I heard that you <laughs> settled down and you 
Found a girl and you're married now. That was nice. Do you want to go on tour? Where's the nearest shopping centre to Heathfield? Fuck it, please get a guest on. Please get the guest on. On Joe Marler's show. Our guest today is a song writer. And his name is Biff <laughs> Stannard. <laughs> Our guest today is a songwriter. He writes songs that need to be sung. If there's a story to be told, he'll write it for you and then he'll sing it. No, then you sing it <laughs> if you choose to. His name is Biff. His name is Biff. <laughs> Awkward as fuck. Brilliant. Bit of auto tune. Be perfect. Well, welcome, <laughs> Biff Stannard. Hello, nice to meet you all. Could that be a hit, Biff? I reckon it could. I reckon I could work my wonders on that one. Yeah, I think you're Let's a fucking liar. <laughs> Straight off the bat. That's where I'm going with, you'd the, be surprised with the guest what you can today. Do these days. I mean, I'm a producer as well, so you'd be surprised what you What can do you do. mean, surprised? That's obviously, that's all made up. You can't change people's voices yeah. to sing. Yeah. What do you mean, yes? I'm naming names. No, you can, you can completely auto tune the thing. You can completely change the tuning, put them in tune, and then you can make them lower, higher, female, ma- it can completely, you'd be shocked. So can I be a singer? Yeah. Easy. <gasps> Tom, here we go. Easy. Do you know what I think he sounded like at the start before it went really shit? Oh. He sounded a little bit, it's quite, quite a high, pure head, voice. Head voice. I, I yeah. was into the head voice. I was, yeah. It's a little What's bit a Brian voice? Harvey for Big me, guys normally have a good head voice. I've got quite a good head voice. Head voice? Yeah, which, oh, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try staying alive. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try staying alive. <laughs> Maybe not. Ha, 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 ha. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ha, 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 ha. Staying <laughs> you're, you're more in tune when you sing high. So Tom, that, what are you? Are you a head voice or a body voice? Crooner, I reckon. A what? A crooner? I reckon he crooner. Are you a, a crooner? Bit yeah. A bit Lee Hazelwood. Right, so Biff, um, yes. who have you worked with? What, well, what so I'm a are we pop, talking I'm about? I'm a pop kid, really. I started off pop music. So I started off, my first hits were at E17. I don't know, you probably remember that. You're, oh, you very much so. Stay now, stay now. Yeah, that's mine. Now. Yeah. So, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started, that was, my first hit was... House of Love. Everybody in the House, House of, of Love. Yeah, yeah. And then so I did all their stuff. Did you been around the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a I wrote that with Brian. Yeah, he yeah. He sings that beautifully, he's, doesn't he? He's got the sweetest voice. Got the sweetest voice. So, yeah, so I started... Baby, off. if you got to go yeah. away... That's Fuck off. That one. You serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my man. God. This is going to be great. <laughs> I love it. So, started off with that one. Thought I was kind of Bertie Big Balls doing these 17 and everything. Because you've got everything else around songwriting is a bit mad with managers and money grabbers and all this shit. So you're like a bit like, what the fuck? Playing it, thinking, oh, you know, top 10 hits, everything. And then Spice Girls come along and they do all of that. And then everything just goes. Right, right, right. You're then... just dropping in. You, you, okay, it was, it was impressive. <laughs> I thought it was, was E17. No, no, impressive E17 was impressive. Happened. I like that. And then you're just going to casually just go with you, and then just Spice Girls, yeah. you know. Thing. Yeah. What? Fuck off. How? <laughs> how did that come about? She. I was in a studio meeting Jason Donovan, of all people, who was sitting in this room alone meditating. It was a bit of a weird meeting. And as I came out, 
Mel B jumped on my back because they were called Touch then. They were only like 17, 18. She jumped on my back. She's like, who, who are you? And da, 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 da. And I said, oh, I'm... It's a strange way of uh, greeting someone. Hmm. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, have you ever met them? And then um, <laughs> she said, what do you do? And I said, I write juice. And what have we done? I said, Steam E17, which is the hit, I think, around about just before then. And they loved it. So she kind of steered me. She was actually steered me into this room where they're doing the showcases where new bands trying to get signed sort of do their thing in front of, like, execs and all these arseholes in you know, A&R. Oh, stuff. arseholes, yeah. That kind of, you know, music industry sort of stuff. And then as soon as I walked in there, I met all of them, and their manager realised that I was there. He chucked everyone else, and then they just sung for me for two hours, and we sort of fell in love sort of thing. Ah. We had this kind of, like, love affair that's gone on for 25 years, and then within, I think, two weeks later, we wrote, in three days, we wrote Wannabe, to become one and a song called Feed Your Love which has just come out on the 20th which was too rude it's filthy so we had to <laughs> it's really disgusting what do you mean it's really it's, it's too rude jobs. too filthy <laughs> yeah. it's really disgusting it's great I can come on the show I can tell the truth about oh, some yeah, of the yeah. songs because it's you boys <laughs> so, there's, so there's a song about blowjobs called Feed Your Love that we fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> what, what a right? great what's the next lyric Feed Your Love Feed Your Love to me because I really 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 need it Feed Your Love to me and then Jerry does a really filthy rap in Spanish. Oh. Yeah, oh, so that's great. Kind of weren't allowed because we realised they were going to be a teen band, or even like pre-teen for kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not good to put a song about that. No, one. blowjob songs. Wait no. until we need to then recoup more money. Yeah, twenty-five, 25 years, years later. later yeah. when everyone else has Chuck become filthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But um, so so, that, so we did that in three days, and then a lot of ears picked up and record labels and stuff and. And it went crazy from there. So, I mean, for me, it was mad. I mean, for them, it was, can you imagine? But We need to talk more about Wannabe. Okay. Wannabe is a massive song. Yeah. It's an enormous Thank song, you. and it changes music at that time. So Thank how you. do you write Wannabe? Took about two hours. What? So how I write is I listen. I call myself a garden fence, right? So I'm just like that. So say if I was writing a song with you two and you as a band, I'd spend about three hours just getting to know you. So I feel like I know you, Joe, because I read your book. Oh, thanks. So I kind of have... You get to know people and get to know how their mood is that day. So it's not about them, in, it's about information about them and their lives, but how they're feeling that day. And then you kind of tune into it. And they came in and they terrified me, really terrified me. And I'm like a gamer gay man, and I was just like, fucking up. And I just thought, well, how would, how would a young lad who fancies one of them, how would you kind of get in there and date one of them? And I wanted to write about how that lad would feel and how intimidated, because it was such, there's such a force of nature. And I was obsessed with that. I was obsessed with how they grown men would walk in the room and wither because they were just like yeah. on them you know and uh, so I wanted to write about that so that's that's where Wannabe started off with you know Summer Loving by Greece. yeah dun, 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 dun. I started with that kind of progression because I love that song and we had a little shitty drum beat really and then I just listened and they were saying stuff like Zigga Zigar and they were saying what do you mean stuff. they were saying what the fuck is Zigga Zigar <laughs> Zigga Zigar is quite a, basically it's about well Zigga Zigga. Zigga. Yeah, yeah. If you watch Rock the video, Zigga Zigga. you watch the video, they do that with their legs. Kind of, well, it's kind of what they used to call it. They just used to call it just a Zigga Zigga. And then I was just listening all the time, making those, writing stuff down. Then we came up with some melodies. And I just thought that friendship never ends just came from that whole thing. Like, if you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends, which is what you did. You, if, you was, if you hit on one of them, you would be interrogated by the other four. And that's what the song's about. That song also seems to, it seems to have about eight different hooks. Yeah, not in tech. We didn't really know what we was doing because you've got to remember they, were the, they, they weren't writers then. So sometimes the best pop songs are written with, because I collaborate. 
So as long as I know what I'm doing and I'm listening, sometimes people that can't write songs write amazing songs because they've got no rules. They don't think, oh, I need a verse bridge. They just shout hooks at you. And so my job is to sort of piece it together. <laughs> and then they fucked off. And then you need to lay down. You have a little lay down because you're just exhausted because they just tire you out. And then we did a rough mix of it. I fell asleep, I think, because in those days we used to just sleep on the floor in the studio. It, was about, it wasn't a lot bigger than this room, me and my mate Matt and the other, all five of them. So they'd gone. I was having a nap on the floor. He'd gone to get a coffee and he'd just left a post-it saying, press play when he'd done a rough <sighs> mix. And I just woke, woke up after a nap, press play and heard Wannabe. It's, what the fuck's a hook? A hook, just an earworm, the bit that stays in your head. The, an the, earworm? An earworm. What the fuck's an earworm? Um... <laughs> The, you 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 can help answer this as well because you seem to be showing off with all your musical n- knowledge. All right, and th- I really feel like I should be doing this, but in <laughs> wannabe, bum 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 bum. That's yeah. summer loving. Well, not far off. <laughs> so you love "Hello" by Adele, don't you? But the bit you would always sing would do. be "Hello." Yeah, that's the hook. So the main bit of that song that's the most memorable, that's the earworm. Oh, okay, that's the earworm. It's like a melodic earworm that's got on your head and fucking stays there. Yeah, you keep repeating it. Syphilis. Like syphilis. Yeah, (laughs) just like syphilis. Happy syphilis. (laughs) (laughs) We're comparing musical hooks to syphilis. That's what this show's about. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so pop music is about where you find those hooks and how original you can make them. Something might be pretty boring, but there just might be one bit that everybody loves and it's a hit. So for me, when I write a song, <clears throat> I always want to write a song where someone pissed can sing that bit. Every time I write a song, there has to be one bit that if you're that pissed in a so club... Good. So I did all the five. Remember five? Yeah. I did all the songs. Do I remember five? I've got the feeling, jump yeah, all the did all those. Get so, on up when you're down. Biff's trying to talk. Sorry, Biff. That's all right. stop? You, you, you need to calm down. <laughs> I quite like the finger clicking. You though. need to I'm calm down. We will, we, will put aside, <laughs> we will put aside some time in this episode for you to just express yourself, okay? But for now, we're listening to Biff. Please <laughs> carry on, Biff. It's, it's, it's fine. So, that's, so something that keep on moving, it's got to be something that's hooky enough and earworm enough that you can remember when you're pissed. So get on up. That's the bit people would sing on that. Like Kylie Minogue, la, 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 la. That's the, that's the bit you would sing piss. You worked it? on that? I didn't do that one, but I've done loads of it. I've worked with her for 20 years. The, so. the, like the real one, yeah? The real Kylie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I still can't get my head around Ziggy Zigar, and that's actually a lyric. But that's kind of like an earworm, isn't it? Everybody, people still say that 25 years later, which is so weird for me. You've got three hooks weird. in that song, have you? Because you've got Zigga Zigga, I'd sing drunk. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I want, that's one. Yeah, isn't it? Want, when people, really people can really talk, I'll tell you what I want, and then people just start singing that song, don't they? That fucks with me. Do you not find, yeah, do you find that really, yeah. really weird? Yeah, I was I was going to send um, something to you earlier because as I came into the station, there was a brass band playing Spice Up Your Life. <laughs> which is, I've got to say, is the best thing about what I do is that years later, random people sing your songs. Yeah. It's the best feeling. Must be unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Or you can always, if you're casually in the supermarket and it comes on and you're, that's fantastic and that's exciting. Or weddings, funerals. Not you know? sure. Um, at funerals that I've been to, there's been many. Um, Tell uh, me what you want, what you really, really they don't want. Don't do that with your bit. We well, <laughs> might have. People, Maybe they should actually. They might, they the might do. I would. Li- I would like that. Yeah, I get. I get. Mama, the song "Mama" by Spice Girls a lot. That was at my mum's funeral as well. Was, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mum. Yeah, <laughs> I remember t- telling me at my dad's. Long story, but she said you cry at mine. 
That's right. Properly stem. She stitched you properly up. You fucking. I like. So you'll fucking cry at mine. She was like, all right, mum. Could you just stay alive for a bit longer before you start telling me to fucking grieve? Yeah, I was just sitting there like she should be crying at mine. I was like, okay. So next year, and I'm sitting there, and I knew it was coming. And I was sitting there thinking, why did I write this? It's so long. Why is that last chorus so long? Because you're just frozen. You're just. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to lose it. God, it felt it went on forever, that song. But but yeah, you get amazing stuff like that. Complete strangers crying or laughing or two become one, loads of people get married to, they yeah. walk into. You've been on Zoom calls with Lady Gaga, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Zoom with Gaga, yeah. I've yeah, Zoomed yeah, with Gaga. Yeah, Zoomed with all sorts. That's yeah. the single best sentence anyone what has said on this podcast. What do you mean you've Zoomed with Gaga? Because I did a version of uh, Married a Night with her and Kylie Minogue and she was so pleased with it, she Zoomed me. And you go through these different layers of the house of Gaga with these different people. And then you eventually, and they're all like, you know, a bit, and then you meet her and she's lovely. All the really famous ones, I don't know how many, when you meet the really famous ones, they're lovely. Always. She's, without a doubt. She's big. She's awesome. She's Really big. kind. And they know, they also, I think because of their level of fame, they, they know you're a little bit like rabbit in headlights. Yeah. So they're just really kind. So they make you feel really good. Yeah. So she was like, wow, maybe he's amazing. And then, and then you feel comfortable. And then she just thanks us. And yeah. Mate, her in cool. A Star Is Born, I just, fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. The whole performance yeah. is just, I just love it so hard. She's yeah. one of my favourites. Just, like, just there. Her voice, live, her voice live is like next level. She's much better live than on record, I think. Is she? Yeah, I think so. Some singers are. You're not, you're not, you're, you're a Gaga fan. It's like that time you told me you didn't like Adele. <laughs> I'm screwed with you two, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. It's not that I, no, actually, I don't like Adele. <gasps> I like her as a person. No, yeah, right. Noah, she, do you? Noah will. Not like Biff. Right. <laughs> so you've She's spoken to Adele, have you? I've not like Adele, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Hang on a minute, he's met Adele. I'd happily introduce you. Fucking okay. hell, it's Adele. It turns out that her three favourite bands growing up were Spice Girls, E17 and Gabrielle all of which I did. Bingo. And she did this weird thing where she kind of got, so went to kiss my feet. <laughs> she was a bit pissed. <laughs> but she's amazing. She's just She's like, into feet. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe into feet. Right, let's actually talk about how you go about writing a song. Right. You've touched on it at the start. Yeah. So you listen intensely Yeah, for I like listen. Yeah, I'm a couple a, of I, hours. Yeah, I listen. I get to know. I can't write a song with someone until I know what, how they're feeling. I'm not one of those songwriters that a lot of them can do or sit down and go, we're going to write today, we're going to write about blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are we going to write about and why? And another golden rule for me is it's very easy to throw away a big happy pop song or like a dance tune. But if that person, if it's a young, like this girl band, or if that's how they're feeling and all they want to do is to be going out that night and get pissed or go out with their boyfriend or whatever, then that's what I write about. That to me is more true rather than trying to write this super deep, oh, it's got to be all, oh, we've got to break everyone's hearts. So if the person I'm writing with is just like going out tonight, going out to get laid, or I'm going to go out and get wasted, I'm like, okay, we'll write about that, and we'll write a big up-tempo, fun song. So it's all about tuning into their mood. Sometimes you speak to someone, they're, they're heartbroken, we'll write about that. Sometimes someone will come in with an idea. I wrote a song with Ellie Goulding fair few years ago called Lights and she she was running down into the studio and she goes I've got this idea I've got this idea and I'm like what, what, what? she goes I want to call my album Lights but I need to write a song called Lights and I said okay how are we going to do it she goes well I used to be really scared of the dark when I was a kid and that's where the songs started and I talked to her about that, how we felt and then we wrote Lights and like number one in America and what, what were yeah. you scared of as a kid Tom? Wolves what? Wolves? What, Wolves? Football <laughs> Bear in mind, I grew up on Hertfordshire Essex borders. There weren't, there was no apparent danger from wolves. Why were you scared of wolves? Because they could eat you. 
Okay, anything else? That's Foxes. Okay, there's Snakes. a theme here. Okay, animal theme. And I was afraid of uh, Chucky. Mm-hmm. The, Makes sense. From Child's Play, not from Rugrats. <laughs> um, although he was actually quite scary. He very was. similar, actually. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. But I recently, Chucky's on Sky. It says they've turned it into a series. Oh, no. That's wrong. And it's so bad. Yeah. But I, I forced myself the other night to watch it. Right. Daisy, she was like, what the fuck is this shit? I've got to watch it. I've got to watch it. She was like, why? I was like, because I watched Child's Play when I was five. She went, why are you watching Child's Play when you're five? I went, I put it in the thing That's really by accident. Child's Play, yeah. <laughs> it's very young. <laughs> I know, I know. And it came up and I'd, I'd watched about 20 minutes. That's just stayed with me the whole time. My sisters used to have uh, China Face dolls. You know yeah. those like dolls? Blinking yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah. All of them were smashed. I'd just go around with Dad's you... hammer, like smashing all the faces in. That was the end of that mm-hmm. for them. And it wasn't until last week where I went, why well, have I been scared of Chucky all my life? He's fucking dreadful. Like, it's not, yeah, it's, it's that's just, good then. I've got over my fear, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I appreciate that one. This is ludicrous. So if we were going to try and write a song mm. for Joe today, Biff, yes. what sort of vibe are we getting off Joe at the moment? I did think of something. You're <laughs> not going to get me singing, by the way. No, hey, hey, hey. Me on the spot. I'm the singer here. You're the singer here. But I did, I because I've read your book, that's what I said, so I felt I know you. I did write a little bit, and I'm a big admirer of your advocacy for mental health and stuff and everything. Thank you, brother. Documentary, right? Thank you. Um, lot, I've been through a lot of it myself, so I kind of touched on something, and I'd start with words and write some words down and worked on a metaphor for what you went through and stuff like that. So, so that's we why got, I'd what start. We got so far. me. We need some ads. Let's get some ads, and then we'll do this a bit of song after. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. So those were the adverts, and Biff has his iPhone open in front of him, yeah, and he's written some lyrics. Joe, at the risk of ruining these lyrics, fucking hell, this is the biggest honour ever, isn't it? I don't know how I feel about it. I'll be honest, I've got some, I've got some butterflies. Yeah, me too. In my tummy. That's yeah. how I'm feeling. That's how I'm genuinely feeling. I'm also starstruck. This is my starstruck face, <laughs> which no one can see on a podcast. No. Okay, so. Silence. Do you want me to read the words I got? Yes, please. Well, I've called the song Air Miles because it's about how you didn't want to go on good, the tour. Right? Good. I was thinking of a metaphor. So I couldn't, can't call it home or a mission. I thought Air Miles is quite a good metaphor about it. Air Miles, yeah. So I thought, so what I'd do, I'd start with the verse and that would be quite sad, explaining why you're in a bit of a mess. Then the pre-chorus, which is the bit that sort of builds up before the chorus, is more promising. It brings the hope. And then the chorus is the kind of explanation of why you're kind of, you're all right and you're getting better. Fucking hell! So that's the that's the sort of that's my process. Is and is that the breakdown of a song that you do like, for me? Yeah, yeah for, right. the, for this for you for this one for you called Emile. So I've got for a verse. I've got when I lost a plot, I ran away to forget what I got. I took a chance and declined. Lost my strength in a bind. I knew I needed you to feel safe and not scared. I was sick at the thought of those feelings, feeling I'd never stand up. So I'm thinking of Daisy and how you probably wanted to. 
because I read your book, and I. And then the bit building up to the chorus, which brings the promise and the hope, is so I stayed, I held on, took a breath, it began, and I realised all I wanted was my home. And the chorus is home, to be safe and admit to myself I'm not alone. You're my everything, more than anything you can save me in this world. So baby, please protect me from this wild. We can't be separated from air miles. Fucking hell. I wrote that in the car. <laughs> I'm going to start crying, Joe. I can't, I can't do this. He's written that song like that, just like that. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, that's a good song. I can't take the piss out of that. What's our, what chords do we want behind this? Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's a chord? A chord is... Or... Or... Not really explained what a chord is. <laughs> Biff, do you want to do the technicals? What's a chord? Well, you've got minor, major chords, you've got all kinds... Of, just think of them as moods they make you feel. Up, down... Give me a bad mood. I'll give you... So the minor chords oh, are the... Minor. So an E minor. E minor is beautiful. Oh, very kind of pretty. Sad, makes you feel a bit... Mm. We can have a... Ooh. A minor. Classic A minor. If you want you happy, you're going for your majors, your... D... A... Okay. G... C. How do you know music? I don't. We need to make it clear that I don't. In this <laughs> Biff, Biff, how, how do you know music? Well, this is the thing. I don't know music that well on purpose because I've got a theory. If you're really good at playing an instrument, you can't write songs because you're just thinking about if I go to if you're just you just from here. Why why songwriting then? Did, were you into well, I, music? Right, here's my sad bit. Yeah. So I come from a quite abusive childhood, and um, I won't get too much about it. But yeah, it was pretty shit. And my escape was headphones, just to, to keep him away from me, was headphones and music and pop music. So I used to sit in my room with headphones on just because I was scared all the time. So I was just in my room from a little kid for a long time. And my escape was music. And I think to be able to write songs and be creative in any, any way, you have to have to go on that roller coaster of emotions and ups and downs. And there was so much shit as a kid that I kind of learned how... I, mean, I wrote my first song when I was six for my mum. So I used to try and keep her happy because she was so worried all the time. Yeah. So I used to write her songs. And then she was, my dad was a boxer, and she was sick when I was supposed to be going to York Hall. I don't even know York Hall, the famous. Bethnal Green, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where we've grown up. I was having secret piano lessons. It's a bit Billy Elliot in my life, really. She yeah. was sending me, like, do you know what I mean? And I used to wow. sort of come back and rough myself up on the on the wall to make it Did look you? like I've been sparring. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, but really, I was, you know, learning piano lessons. That's a rough piano lesson, thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. So, so that's and then at sixteen, she was like, "You need to, you know, sort of thing to get away." And I left home at sixteen and and was homeless and did the whole squat homeless thing and just went from there. And so that's why I songwrite because I write myself happy. So uh, most of my biggest hits are like big, like come on, yeah, yeah let's be. Let's all unite, let's love, let's be happy. And that's why I do it. I write myself happy, basically. I've always done it. Saying that, I've just written something that's quite emotional <laughs> for you. But it makes me happy because you're, you... You like seeing me sad? No, because I think <laughs> you, your journey on a serious note is amazing. I think you seem to have... It's got, it's got a happy ending. Yeah, it has, yeah. You know. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing so your story. No, thank you, you for know. sharing your story. I appreciate yes, you're welcome. that. You're welcome. Is it every song has just got six notes? I'm going to say it wrong. Eight notes. Eight notes, yeah. Every single song in the world has only got eight yeah, notes. Yeah, pretty much. Just in different orders and different... And the gaps are longer and shorter. And are there only eight notes in the world? Yeah, kind of. 
But there's no. loads of different chords. Right, what's a note? Yeah, but you've just done that on a guitar. What's that note on a piano? The same. But it's not. There's no strings on a piano. There, there are. are. Where? <laughs> Where the fuck are the strings? The strings are Under inside the pianos. It's just, they're just little things that knock, knock strings inside. I, I think explaining <laughs> There's chord, strings in a piano. It's really difficult, I think. If you try and think of it from here and not there, it's easier to understand. There's so strings got to be feeling. in a piano. Mm. Yeah. I can't piano. get past the fact that there's strings in the piano. I <laughs> fucked it. I fucked it so hard. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is it not amazing, though, Biff? Because, yeah, there's eight notes. Yeah. And there have been millions of songs written down the years that you can still find room and find a fresh melody. People still try and sue you, though. We've had that a few times. We've all had that. Have I sued anyone else? I nearly did. Oh, is it a common thing in the songwriting industry? Yeah, massive. Well, if it's a really big hit, it's a massive thing. Yeah, you have to be really careful now. They'll be on you. Especially Americans, the lawyers, they're like... The big recent ones were Sheeran and Let's Get yeah. It On, Marvin Gaye. Sheeran, Sheeran in general. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, Sheeran and Let's Get On quite close then, was it? Let's, Let's get, get it on. on. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me loving when you. Oh, actually, it does sound a bit Sheeran-y. Exactly the same chords, yeah. Thinking out loud. Yeah. Did you do Thinking, thinking Out Loud's it? amazing, isn't it? It's a great song. It is amazing. Yeah. Why can't it, though? Why can't you do songs that are so similar? I think Ed's the first person to admit that he does and then he gives his fair share, to be honest. Sometimes Ed's written something and someone's gone, that's a bit like mine, and he's, he's real gent, Ed. He's just is like, he? yeah, I have, fine, here you go, here's a percentage of it. Gallagher did it's it really as well, cool. didn't he? Yeah. No, Gallagher had it a few times with Shaker Maker being, I want to teach the world to sing, Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and so I, I think it's flattering. I've heard stuff that sounds like I've done over the years, I'm flattered by it. I'm not going to go after that person's ask for money and stuff. It's flattering. I mean, sometimes things are really identical, then you need to go in legally. But but then you're getting into that adult, grown-up stuff and I just want to be the little kid writing songs. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the way that songs are written. Is it changing? I read a very interesting book about how in that sort of mid to late 90s period, yeah. Beth, the Max Martin school yeah. of Swedish pop Oh, took yes. over the world. He's, well, he's the king, basically. And, and he's not, he's not actually called Max Martin. He's, he's like he? our leader. Who's, Max, Max, who's Max Martin? Max Martin's the biggest, after McCartney, the most successful songwriter of all time. He's a Swedish guy that was in a, uh, a rock band back in the day. And then he just said, I'm going, I'm going to write pop songs. Like proper cool Swedish, you know, long hair and rocker. And wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time for Britney Spears. Wrote everything for Backstreet Boys. And he's basically... He's God. He's God. He's basically. God in, I'm trying in to your think world of the equivalent. But he's, he's so meek. And Is so... He? Yeah, he's, he, you would never know in a million years. His sound, that sound on, mm. on Hit Me Baby One More Time it's or on just, Backstreet's Back, that sort of yeah. bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the same sort of piano and the same, same snare on everything. Same drum kit. He'll transpose halfway through a chorus as well, which means he'll take it up so it's a bit more exciting. My loneliness, that bit. Yeah. Mm. And you just do it. And so it feels like it's now. Hit me, baby, one more time. But the thing about that song, it's 3 minutes 30. It's such a classic song that 3 minutes 30 is now considered the perfect length for a pop song. So if you write a song that happens to be 3 minutes 30, you're kind of like, yeah, win. Because it's, really? it's the max length. Yeah. Even if it's a shower shit, as long as it's gone almost, up to 3 minutes yeah, and 30. Yeah, I think something I did recently is 3.30 with Kylie, and that was quite a big hit. And that was 3.30 just by luck. What would you say is, in your opinion, mm. the greatest song ever written? What a question. The greatest song ever written. Well, I've got my th- favourite song ever written. Yeah. But I've also got what I think the greatest song ever written is. Yeah, we'll go, go with the first one. The greatest song for me ever written is Blue Monday mm. by New Order. Bum, 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 How bum, bum, does bum, it bum, feel? Bum, bum. 
because it changed my life. How does it feel? It's quite a dark to treat me like you do. I was about fifteen and just went. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. So that's my favourite song. Possibly, my, I think the greatest song ever written is probably Wichita Lineman. Quite slow and sad. Yeah, really sad and heartbreaking, and it just. Can you sing it for me, please? I Tom? am a lineman for the county. It's beautiful. And I ride that main road. What's a Wichita linesman? Wait, is it an like, American football player? No. I always thought he was talking about a little American Searching football. in the sun for another overload. So I think Biffy's Amazing just... Amazing strings. And yeah. Everything about it's perfect. Apparently that was unfinished, that song. Some of the greatest songs, the people that write them just don't think they're that great. It's weird, isn't it? It's got that warm melancholia about it. Melancholy? Melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> melancholy is your style. Melancholy. That's a bad no? name. I'm I'm it melancholy? Melancholy, yeah. yeah. So, but we're going with melancholy. No, melancholia. Melancholia? <laughs> Fuck's sake. What I was saying, Joe, is that, yeah, it's a happy, sad song, Biff, isn't it? Yeah, they're Makes the best songs. Warm. I love songs like that. They kind of like re- beautiful sadness, I call it. Yeah. It's where you rejoice inside. It's kind of making you feel down, but you're rejoicing in the... It's your down, it's your warmth. Yeah, your own sort of private place, yeah. Jasper's uh, two favourite songs. You know that on Spotify you get your most played thing or most yeah, listened yeah. to, like yeah. your year breakdown. Yeah. Ours was Astronaut in the Ocean. <laughs> What's that? It's a rap song that he right. fucking just, he does it off by heart. He loves it. Dad, put Astronaut in the Ocean. In. What do you know about rolling down <laughs> in the deep? <laughs> 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 fucking hell. He does it so well. And then the other one's Willy Bum Bum. Right. It's a classic, Willy Bum Bum. And it just, it's actually really weird. It starts off with like a, with a bee, a buzzy bee stinging this guy's rectum (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it goes back to that always goes back to rectums on this podcast um so it's a bit weird we and days were like uh is that play on then we're just like yeah fucking crack on so what's your favorite song though i like set fire to the rain fantastic yeah set fire to the rain oh i'm ruining so good i'm also a big paul simon fan Mm. yeah yeah yeah. i really like kathy's song beautiful yeah to England where my heart lies. He's so good. He's amazing. So you've got them. Yeah, Only living boy in New York. I'd stick in the top five. There's so it? many. It's endless. Isn't Lady it? Smith, Black Mambazo. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, what? Anyway, sorry. They're, they're mine. <laughs> I'm very eclectic. My missus, she's always been like, what fucking music do you listen to, honestly? <laughs> also, uh, to be fair, I've only recently changed it. I used to have um, a playlist on Spotify called Dark and Gloomy. Yeah, yeah. And it was just sad song Did after that used sad to cheer you song. up, though? Did you find it? I used of... to lose myself in it. I just, mm. I love it. I've always been more yeah. inclined to go with sad songs. Yeah. I love them. Like, Joni Mi- Mitchell, both sides now. Yeah, I'm yeah. like... It's like a release, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah. I love that. Listening to her voice yeah. and the, the emotion in it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But days would always be like, fucking hell, mate. Can you not put this <laughs> this playlist on just with all the kids whilst we're in here just trying to be a bit more upbeat? I was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And she was like, maybe think about changing it as well. Just dark and gloomy. I was like, well, it says what it is on it. So I changed it to thoughtful. That's better. Than yeah, mindful. It, yeah, that's gives good. a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sticking Willy Bum Bum. <laughs> Willy Bum Bum has made well, it right in, there, in the middle of it. Yeah. But this, so there, there are songs. I've googled. It says the best songs ever written. 
and it's come back with top 500 uh, according to Rolling Stone magazine. This could take a while. Yeah, I'm not doing all five. Wait until you later, bit. I bet you can't yeah. guess what number eight on this list number is. Number eight? Number eight. <sighs> Got to be a clue, isn't there, for this? I will give you a clue of it is a female American artist and a male artist, but he's I think he's credited with just writing it with her. His name is also a... Town on the M4. Uh, his his name is also a footwear brand of boots. Timberland. Yes. Oh, okay. Is it Missy Elliott? Yeah. Is it um, Get Your Free Con? Get Your Free Con. Oh, get your free con. Get Your Free Con. It's amazing. Get Your Free Con. That's a producer's go. That's Some songs are just producers. Like, that's reference to everyone. That's When we all heard that, we were just like, oh, it's perfect. Perfect. That's fucking unbelievable. But I'd I would never have thought 10. that would have been in the top ten of the greatest um, songs ever written. People go according cr- to this. People go crazy when you put that on. Yeah, so why that does is that true. absolutely not right, from a songwriter's point of view? Why does that work? His drum program in the space, the way Timberland does drums, just <laughs> everyone just goes to it. It's got that really clever bit with the Japanese bit and the backwards bit and the hi oh, yeah. she. It's got all. It's got so many brilliant elements to it, and she's just got attitude. I think it just comes on and everybody just it just goes off. It's such a it's weird like work, rhythm, isn't it? Work Rihanna's very similar. People go crazy to that, and you think that's ridiculous. I don't even know what she's saying, but people go crazy <laughs> to that song. What about number four? It was written in 1965. A male. He's got two first names. Bob Dylan. Which one? Like a Rolling Stone. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Different song. <laughs> That's the Temptations. What was his one then? How's it feel when you're on your own like a Rolling Stone? I think the Temptations should have been there instead. I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you could sing that with your falsetto as well. What do you think number one in the top five hundred, according to Rolling Stones, is? Rolling Stone magazine? If it's Rolling Stone, it's going to be Beach Boys. No, it was written by Otis Redden. Respect. Perf- is it Aretha's version? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be her version. Yeah, the top three were yeah. Aretha Franklin, respect at one, Public Enemy, fight the power at two, oh, that's fight the power. That's, that's political as well, so that's I got everything. And Sam Cooke, a change is gonna come. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God, how did I forget Fleetwood Mac, Dreams? Where's that? Beautiful. Number nine. Is it? What's the most surprising one, Joe, for you? Outcast, Hey Ya, at oh, ten. Amazing. Yeah, amazing song, but. It's number 10. Brilliant. Shake sh- 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 yeah. sh- hey, sh- it like a Polaroid beard. Genius. Yeah. Malus yeah. lose. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it is actually good when you sing it back. But I think, um, sorry, Miss Jackson. That's even better. It's even better. I am for real. Yeah, brilliant, aren't they? Never meant to make <sighs> a daughter cry. Once again, apologize good. A <sighs> I think we could have a band. <laughs> I think We're we going to Biff Studio, aren't we? I think, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Can you imagine us writing? I think Biff better writing. I think Biff. I'll piece it together. Come down Quick ad break here, partly to thank our official sponsors on Patreon in song, who include They're a skyscraper, it's Sky Harry, Thirsty Kirsty Jane, you can call him Al twice because his name is Al Allen. Niche to see ya, to see ya niche, it's Nishant Neriath. He's not ever me, he's our brother, it's Duncan Evermate. Dave Southworth, Daniel Hart, The Steed, Kerry Noble, Matt Williams, Dave, The Viking Darking, The Joystick, Ben Joyce. Top fella, it's Craig Keller, he's a yeasty lover, it's Daniel Beers Baker. 
the long walk to Neil Freeman. And Bob Hope, his grandchildren, and his black Labrador called Dougie, we thank you. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, and grow the show today. Imagine boarding a flight thinking you're heading on holiday, but instead you get taken hostage by Saddam Hussein. Your daily reality is the fact that at any moment when the guard comes along, he might just pull out his gun and shoot you in the back of the head. All the tanks are in rows and they're all pointing their guns at us. Why has it been covered up for 30 years? That man has been shot. My God. Search for the secret history of Flight 149 and subscribe now. Do you reckon, Biff, so your songs come from feeling. I was Mm. wondering the way here. It seems to me you can get you can get away with a terrible lyric, but yeah. an amazing melody, but you can't get away with the opposite. You can't get away with no. an incredible lyric and a shit melody. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because sometimes you're writing a lyric and you get a better lyric, but it just doesn't work. So you think, oh, this, these are better words. These will touch people more. And if I read it, it will look better. And you sing it, it just doesn't sing better. So you just have to kind of morph it. So the cadence doesn't work? What we Yeah, sing? the cadence oh. and the vowel sounds and the stuff like that, yeah. It's really important, that one. Joe, we've got a little list, haven't we, of some of the more questionable lyrics of all time. Yeah, no, we have, Tom. The number one on my list here, it's a terrible song. It was actually voted as one of the worst of all time. God, Just completely and utterly dog shit. Awful. I'm really hoping that you don't turn around and say, actually, no, it takes a lot of skill to write this song. <laughs> it was one of them, I wrote it. I've <laughs> <laughs> had that before. Pay for Biff's house. Yeah. It is the cheeky song, Touch My Bum, cheeky, cheeky, uh, yeah, by I the mean, Cheeky Girls. Oh, for fuck's sake. Bum, da, 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 da. But it's kind of funny. I wouldn't say that that was written seriously. No. What else you got, Jane? I'm not surprised. That's this is, this, I've always, I always loved this song, and it's not until now that I've, I read it out loud. I'm like, fucking hell, how, how's, they, how's they got away with this? How's they got away <laughs> with it? Um, Kings of Leon, Sex is on Fire. Give us a blast. Oh. No, the no. lyrics. Lay where you're laying. Lay where you're laying. Yeah. Don't make a sound. I know they're watching. They're watching. All the commotion. The kiddie-like play. Mm. Mm. Not sure I'm comfortable with that one. Mm. Has people talking. They're talking. You, your sex is on fire. The dark of the alley. Fucking hell. The breaking <laughs> of day. Head while I'm driving. Head while I'm driving. I didn't know that. I did yeah, not know that. You don't, yeah. Right, here we go. I'm driving. Soft lips are open. <laughs> oh, wow. Them knuckles are pale. Fucking hell. Feels like you're dying. You're dying. That's Kings of Leon, right? Yeah. But they're like proper Christian, aren't they? Isn't their dad like a pastor? They're like proper religious. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a subtext there. That is the Soft text. lips are open. How Them knuckles are pale. Biff, why does that work as a song then? Is it because we can sing your sex is on fire when we're drunk? That's a little bit of a drunk, that drunk thing I'm saying. So I imagine you do, you were singing it on the coast. That's all, yeah, game. all yeah. It's like Mr. Brightside, right? Yeah. So it's one of them, isn't it? Classic post bit, lad, bit of a lad's... You go in Cardiff after an international, all you hear is your sex is on fire, Mr. Brightside. I'd say that's why. Easy to sing, pissed. And a bit of... Yeah, a bit of that. Right, what about Black Eyed Peas, My Humps? That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's just horrible. Go on, Joe. But can you read this, Joe? Oh, is that my lovely lady lumps? Isn't it that? Yeah. Joe, I'd like this Sussex style, please. I'm a get, 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 get you drunk. Get you love drunk off my hump. <laughs> my hump. My hump. My hump. My hump. My hump. 
My hump. <laughs> my hump. My hump. My lovely little lumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to give you one, a famous one from Desiree. Terrible one about toast. That's it. How can I, someone put to- that one? That one in the ward. I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that yeah. I fear most. I'd rather eat a piece, piece of, of toast. toast. Watch the evening news. That's life. just ridiculously. Sh- that one and the award for the, like, the most played record in on radio in Europe, like some what? European radio awards. Yeah, that is fucking ridiculous. Shit, basically. You can. <laughs> Sorry, I'd rather me. eat a piece of toast and watch the evening news. Yeah. Something about I being afraid don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that I feel most horrible. This is a bit weird, and I didn't even know that it was the case. Snap, rhythm is a dancer. Is that oh. the one? Rhythm is a yeah. dancer. Yeah. I'm serious as cancer That's when horrible. I say rhythm is a dancer. Mm. What the fuck? Who's come up with that as a lyric? Got, and he also skews da- to be dancer, yeah. so it rhymes with canvas. It's really ugly. Is a dancer. I've got a good Madonna one. Sorry, Madonna. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But she, Big when, listeners of the show. Yeah. Yeah. She did this thing. I wrote, I wrote this one down. She rhymes Mini Cooper with Super Duper. So she <laughs> said... So she goes, I'm drinking a soy latte. I get a double shot. It goes right through my body and you know I'm satisfied. I drive my Mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper. <laughs> so they tell me I'm a trooper and you know I'm satisfied. It's like Madonna. I mean, I'm like a massive Madonna fan. She's like legendary. But as she's got older and decides she wants to write, all that, that's a rap. Madonna rapper. Not good, is it? Was that just after when she was pulled off the stage? Maybe she'd... <laughs> Maybe she'd uh, her in. That clip of her... Have you Super Duper and Mini one. Cooper. The Cape one where she couldn't get it off in time. Yeah, oh, incredible. And she just went... Fuck and then you heard hell. a land. Oh, my God. I had some friends there and they said, you just heard a land. Oh, <laughs> fuck. The bass hit the whole... <laughs> Feeder. Buck Rogers. Get a house in Devon. Drink cider from a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> drink cider from a lemon, lemon, I don't lemon. hate that. Why not? Because it's so catchy. So catchy. Have you ever drunk cider from a lemon? No, but that's why I quite like it, I think. I want to drink cider from a lemon. Yes. See, it just just paints a picture. How would you do that, though? Because lemons are quite small. Are you you hollowing out the whole lemon? or nice. Are you getting an infusion of cider in half a lemon? (laughs) So what I think I'm doing is I'm going to cut a hole in the lemon. At the top? You've got it egg style, have you? Like that way around? There isn't a top of a lemon. Is it on its side or is it pointing upwards? Pointed. Okay. And I'm going to go up that way. Just back on that again. And then put it on top of the bottle. Oh. And then make a little hole at the top. Yeah. And then drink it through the lemon. That'll yes. work. That'll work. But gin would be better, wouldn't it? I'm going to throw in one more a famous one from an Elton John song, but obviously a Bernie Taupin lyric. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise the kids. In fact, it's cold as hell. And there's no one there to raise them if you did. What do you think? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'd get away with that one. <laughs> What's your best lyric? My best lyric? Yeah. Oh, God. Come on. What's one that you're most proud of that you go, in, in to fuck, be, I'm really, I love that being shouted back to me. I really like Viva Forever, Spice Girls. Mm. That makes me cry. It's like, I wrote it and I get my... I feel, when you write a really good one, you feel detached, like you haven't done it. Dear. So that one really makes me feel... I'm really proud of Two Become One when we, she says, put it on the third time round, because we're talking about safe sex, so that was that was a bit of a moment to get that in. I love Carly's Love at First Sight, because that was the first song. So I was with her at Glastonbury backstage. She said, you've got to come backstage and things. Why is that? And then she said, because I'm doing Love at First Sight first. And it's actually my, also my favourite song I've ever written. Is it? Yeah, so she started with my favourite song, 
was that 120,000 people? Just we were just on up, up on that raised bit on the side. That is nuts. Just watching that. Isn't that the most amazing experience to imagine? That a song that you've just sat there in a little studio and you've come up with, and you go out and one of the world's greatest entertainers is singing it to 110, 120,000 people with millions of people watching it on TV, and they're all singing it. It must be the biggest buzz. Massive buzz. How come you haven't seen it until Bellin? So. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, what, a lovely, well. what a lovely compliment, Tom. I know, I get that a lot what as well. Really because I don't, I don't, I just have to do it. I have to write songs. Like I had to write, I felt like I had to write something. You see what I mean? That's what I do. And all the other stuff that comes with it is just kind of like, just comes with it. Come on, you've had six Christmas number ones, yeah. is that right? Yeah. I'm guessing that uh, yearly income's not, not to yeah, be Yeah, one more at. sleep's doing all right at the moment. So <laughs> I'd be lying if I didn't say that I monitor one more sleep because it's just fun. Yeah. Because you can see how many plays you're getting and that gets better every year. Yeah. That's like eight, nine years old and it's getting bigger and bigger. So that's kind of nice. What are the other ones? So Stay Another Day. And Thank a lot you. of, um, like Spice Girls had three Christmas number ones. And then I did quite a lot of X Factor stuff. So I did like Mike, Matt Cardle. I did loads of little mixed stuff. <gasps> they went to another one. Oh, it's Matt Cardle. When we collide together. I was the musical director of X Factor for two years, so I did the One Direction year and the Little Mix year, so I helped sort of put them together and did One Direction Little Mix, yeah. What, just touch on that um, X Factor stuff, what do you say yeah. to the the musical purists that say there's no place, well, obviously X Factor's finished now, yeah. but there's no place for these reality shows? Postcodes, because you can be, a lot of artists now are kind of, not entitled, but they're quite privileged just because where they live. They're born in West London or they're born in Brighton or they're born in... You've got a better chance of doing it. If you're a little mix and two of you are from South Shields where there's fuck all, one of the greatest things that I can do is make somebody achieve their dreams because I did. So if you look at little mix who are fucking brilliant, I mean, they sing and they're, they're proper good. Yeah. So I helped put them together with Talisa and, and Simon, Cal. We put that together and they were literally from nothing... They would never have had that chance. They wouldn't be able to form that band and get a chance for 20 million people to watch them on a Saturday night. So that's why I just uh, fuck off because it's given people chances. The owner Lewis, Hackney, London, how would she have had the chance? There's a lot of privilege in the music industry and all the great artists we love probably don't have that. The Beatles being the ultimate one. So that's my argument to that and I'll always stick by it. And, you, and, it's, and in these kids, I still see that I'm still good friends with Little Mix. They come in now and they're like superstars and they're happy and they've achieved... Their dreams, All because and that, that for me is job done. Yeah, job done. Right. What would you say is the worst thing about the music industry? All the bullshit that goes with it. Yeah, the, sort of the, the fame, the, the celebrity the song, side of it. Writing the songs and doing that is easy. Yeah, it's just all the bullshit and the sharks. And there's a lot of great people which you tend to then gravitate around because then you meet all the other nice people as well. So like Team Kylie is like heaven. Yeah, everyone around her because she's such a beautiful person everyone around her is kind and gentle and on time and generous and everything so you, you end up leaning towards that but there's so many sharks out there there's so many people that so that's hard and then as soon as you start getting hits and making money and everything that all happens as well and that fucks everything up because everybody thinks you're just doing it for the money and they're just so then you get all that people that would work and people think you have a hit record and the check for a million pounds comes through your door you know what i mean it's just that's not how it works could you, if you, if we were talking to the eighteen-year-old um, Biff now, yeah, and he was trying to make it as a songwriter, could you still make it as a songwriter the way that 
royalties work now with streaming? Well, the 18-year-old Biff was go-go dancing in the gay club for fucking money. So <laughs> he would have probably been off his face and kind of like, I'm all right, mate, fuck off. Um, <laughs> I'd have actually really enjoyed that attempt at a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Biff, just to say, fuck off, I'll be out of it. Fuck off, I've got my little... Finish dun- this! I've got my Dunlop tennis shorts on. <laughs> bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, all the cash bum, down yeah. here. <laughs> um, I would say... Um, keep on going because loads of people ask me this question i just i just believe it and just because i just do what i do and just believe in yourself and channel the shit into a positive place because that's what i did so i just want myself happy yeah i love that i love the way that you described that yeah that's what i did i was like fuck you that's got to be the title of your book biff Mm. write myself happy comma fuck you yeah, yeah, I'd have to fuck you a bit on it. Yeah, no, I'd like that. Maybe asterisk it, just in yeah. case. Yeah. I'm, who am I to comment, actually? <laughs> it is a case as well, I don't know, you just see if I can do it, then anyone can. Always better. I've always had imposter syndrome, mm. but that's better than being a twat and thinking you're the bee's knees, isn't it? Yes, it is. Isn't it? I still find it unbelievable how you have imposter syndrome when you've had <laughs> all <laughs> of these hits. Like, you have had all of these hits. Yes, you know sir. That. Like, you've done all of this, yes. and yet... It's just been it's been an absolute pleasure Thank to speak you. to you, Biff. It's I've been brilliant. It. I loved Thank your you. stories. I loved your yeah. energy as well. Just the way you've Thanks, come man. in and you just crack on with it. Yeah, man. It. So thank you. I love the show. I think it's amazing. So it's been an honour. Thank you. Thanks Legend. for coming on. Thanks. You're mate. welcome. Joe, so I think we can let the listeners into some secrets of what's just happened in the studio. We've both just embraced Biff in manly man hugs. Because Biff is a lovely man and we both liked him very, very much. I loved Biff. What a man. The way he speaks as well, I just, you just can't help but... I love you, Biff. And the fact that he's openly invited us to go down to his studio and record... Oh, I saw your erection. <laughs> it's not often people say that. <laughs> we should definitely take him up on that, I think. If you also enjoyed that episode and you want to support the show, good news, you can now subscribe three ways. Apple, Spotify and Patreon. Search for Joe Marler Show because for a single pound a week you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes and you'll be growing the show at the same time. If you would like another podcast to listen to, here's one for you. Go Love Yourself is the new podcast by Bake Off Star and Body Confidence Influencer Laura Adlington and her best friend Lauren. It's the podcast where everyone's working to love themselves a little more. And they'll be chatting about everything from diet culture to dating, mental health to social media, and generally not giving a fuck about what people think. Search for Go Love Yourself to listen now. From the Bake Off? The very same. Oh, okay, I'm going to get into that one. But who have we got next week on our one? Joe, I've got a feeling it may be a classic. It's an estate agent. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You've bought a house, haven't you? Loads. Sold a house? Loads. That should be a good one, then, Joe. Loads. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.